What? My organic drink squirted. So did my punch that I drink. Oh, that yeah. Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah! Howdy, everybody. I'm Robert. And I'm Ira. And this is Antiway. Yes, it is. A podcast all about the movies that take you to your laughing place. Yeah. Oh, how dare you? No, I, I give that a C++. Plus. There's just no uh, winning with you, well, is there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's really good, okay, Robert. Fine. And we'll, we'll go with your intro. Which is? Which is <laughs> what? How my punch squirted all over the room? Yeah. Yeah. We'll go with yours. Okay. But the reason you're saying that is because this week we're discussing the movie. The Song of the South. Is there a the? Yeah, I think so. Is there a the in front of it or is it just Song of the South? Oh, you might be right. I song think on this South. one I have, I'm right. Did you say I'm right? Hey, a stop you know what? clock no the. is there's, right twice a there's day. There's no the. The song no, no, of take a look the your Wiki- South. No, no, you're making that up. Take a look at your Wikipedia. There's no the. Song of the South. Song of the oh, South. Oh, that was clever. There is the the. <laughs> but that wasn't the the I was referring to. It's just one the. Oh, there's one the, not two. Uh, and our top five this week is, I like the wording of this. You, what is you it? You actually came up yeah, with Yeah, you go for it. Okay. Back then... It wasn't racist movies. Yeah. So movies that we can look at with today's lens and say, eh, it's a little bit racist. But back then, no, that was not the intent. I think we're going to talk a lot about intent. Oh. I have a feeling that's going to be heavily discussed this episode. But we'll get to that. Hmm, what was last week's top five or last episode? Because we weren't here last week. You're right. You're right. So our last episode top five ghost movies. Mm-hmm. But before we get to that, I have a few announcements. Okay. Um, our esoteric listener, you had a question. Remember, she apologized to you, Robert, mm-hmm. two weeks ago. And she said, yes, her mm-hmm. three-year-old granddaughter was tracking the movie. You said, what movie was it? You want to know? She wrote and she said, my grandchild was watching Nona, N-O-N-A. Does that mean anything to you? It's a Disney movie. I never heard of it. But that's what the kid was watching, and she understood. Not it. irreversible? <laughs> With the 27 minute rape scene? You know, someone else wrote us. <laughs> or, as he- Ira calls it, the fantasy scene? <laughs> It's my favorite. Um, someone else said this. I think you'll enjoy this. It has nothing to do with ghost movies, but she said, your conversation with Robert really touched me last week. When you were talking about immortality and leaving your mark on the world through your actions and legacy, and she said, Enjoy your week off. Oh. I thought that was kind of nice. I want to share these compliments that we get from people. Was that a compliment? Yeah, I think so. Oh. Yeah, I think so. Okay, our esoteric listener came up with her top five. This time, I'm ready with ghost movies, and my favorite is, I'm not familiar with Extraordinary. Are you? No. It's a cool title. Yeah, it is a good title. It's a cool title. A Tale of Two Sisters. I've never heard of that. I know A Tale of Two Cities. I know. Yeah, best of times, the worst of times. But um, I like that she comes up with movies that are a little bit obscure for us. That's why she's our esoteric listener. Uh, House on Haunted Hill. Of course. Now, that was a 1959 version. I actually like the newer version, the remake in the 90s. Yes. I thought it was decent. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the original is great. Carnival of Souls. Mm-hmm. I saw Never that. saw it, but I, I know did. It. I saw it. This is a really disturbing and well-made movie. And then she said The Uninvited, two versions there. She said the 1944 okay. version. Then our other favorite listener, Miss Kelly, said, well, Beetlejuice. Now, wait know, a minute. Wait a minute. I know. We can't have more than one favorite. You're, 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 you're right to mm-hmm. nail me on that. Mm-hmm. That's really inappropriate to me. And I think I owe everyone an apology. Everyone. Everyone. All of our favorite listeners. All of our favorite listeners. Yeah. And you know what? I'm talking to you, our three Ethiopians. Now, wait a minute. What? They're my There's favorites. Fa- <laughs> They're my favorites. But our favorite listener, well, Beetlejuice, obviously, Ghostbusters, Feel the Dreams. And then her husband in the background chimed in and said, the ghost in Mrs. Muir. 
and she said poltergeist. One of our other listeners said uh, The Ghost in Mrs. Mirror wouldn't be a great remake. Just like Heaven. I'm not familiar with that, are you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, with Mark Ruffalo and Reese Witherspoon? Yeah, he's like a yeah, he's like a ex-boyfriend. Mm. It's like a, it's like a, isn't he like a he's like haunting the house or something and they fall in love. It's like a rom-com. Oh, she said it's a cute cute movie. Mm-hmm. And then I should explain that she is on a business trip in Bakersfield, so she said for a third choice, trapped in Bakersfield where souls beg to die. Kidding. All right, never mind. Now, one of our other listeners said, nice podcast, you guys. You always make me roll my eyes and laugh. First, I need to apologize to Robert, who can indeed sing when he puts his mind to it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My ghost list, number one, somewhere in time. 1980. I think it qualifies. Is it really a ghost? Kind of, sort of. You know, that was Richard Matheson mm-hmm. wrote that, and it was gorgeous. I don't think I saw it. Oh, I did. It's beautiful to look at. Uh, the ghost and Mrs. Mr. Chicken. There's she no loves... ghost there. Yeah. The, hmm? There's no ghost oh, in the and, ghost oh, of Mr. Chicken. There isn't? No. Oh, what about Don? Doesn't he? Well, he's scared. He, Don, I never saw it. Did you see it? Of course. I think there is a ghost. I saw it. Yeah. There's Don Knotts and the, he's, and the ghost. He has to like, stay and, the night in the haunted house. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Ghost, we're getting a lot of Ghost and Mrs. Muir, Ghost of Girlfriend's Past, mm-hmm. uh, Ghost Breakers, and she did, said, I did watch Mr. Bo- Boogie, Bo- whatever that was called. Boogity. Well, yeah. What can I say? I'm glad it was short. <laughs> yeah. Nice special effects for the day. Yeah. That, and she wrote, and that's about it. Uh, one of our other favorite listeners, I'll go with Poltergeist, but I'm not sure if they're really ghosts. Definitely spirits. Maybe not ghosts. He said the same thing with the crow. Then he said, ghosts can't do it. I'm really surprised that that's not on your list, Ira. Are you familiar with that? I think it's like a soft corporate, like a playful sex romp. I wouldn't know anything about that. I wouldn't either. Also, And then he said, also scared stiff. So that, too, I think has a sexual connotation. Mm-hmm. But then he got serious and said, here are my top five. R.I.P.D. Does that mean anything to you? Yeah. What is, is that a movie? All right. Yeah, it's the... Rest in peace. It's like, it's the, it's a police division that deals with... Ghosts. Undercover, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's Men in Black, but for ghosts. That's is it, what it real? Is. Yeah. Wait, does this division actually exist? Yes, it really exists. <laughs> he said it's a um, a fun ride. Fourteen oh eight. Does that mean anything to you? Yeah. I never heard of that, Robert. It was the room. Wasn't it Room fourteen oh eight? Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah. The Wrath. How could you not love Nick Cassavetes, Clint Howard, Howard Charlie Sheen? And and Randy Quaid all in one movie, wow. Fourteen oh eight was based on a Stephen King uh, short story or right novel or novella, whatever it was. Was there the word room in front of it? No. Oh, it's, it's not. just fourteen oh eight. There was another movie that had the word room. Oh, that was the one room twenty three yes. or whatever it was yes. with uh, Jim Carrey. That's right. That's yeah. right. The Woman in Black, brilliant play. Love the book. The movie didn't disappoint. I never heard of Stir of Echoes. That was with Kevin Bacon. Mm, really? Mm. This is one really of the good. best edited and well put together ghost movies I've ever seen. You know, I probably would have had that on my list if I'd remembered it. That was really? a really good movie. I haven't seen it since it came out, but I really liked it. And then he said The Lovely Bones. It's one of those movies where the uh, ultimate uh, scene pissed me off, but cinematically it was probably the right choice for the screenwriter. For me, it made the ending scene forced and unnecessary. And then someone else, a new person. Do you know? I think you know this person. Mm. Do, you, do you know Crystal? Mm. I thought she's a friend of yours. Okay. Mm. And she said, don't forget the bride of Boogity. Uh, loved those movies as a kid, and now my mm. kids love them. Mm. We want to thank mm. our listeners for their feedback. Yeah. Good. And we'll thank Crystal for coming on board, too. Yeah, All yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, I know Crystal. Crystal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crystal. You know, my brother built a crystal radio. 
Remember Crystal Radio sets? Do no. you know what that is? No. Yes, you do. I don't know what Crystal Radio Yes, you do. Set. Yes, you do. It was big Tell in the forties. Well, it was big in the forties and my brother made it. It had like it was before vacuum tubes and you were actually able to pick up AM stations mm-hmm. and you know what it is. So it didn't have any vacuum tubes? I don't know. What do I have? It was before transition. It didn't have any vacuum tubes. Huh. Those vacuum tubes. You know what? That was a marvelous invention, those mm-hmm. tubes. But I got to tell you, before I wax poetically about vacuum tubes, you know what, Robert? Hmm. It's time for In the News. That, don't, <laughs> what happened in the news? <laughs> you know what, Robert? I got nothing. No. Now, before, now, wait, a now wait. You wait a minute. I Don't you dare throw me under the bus on this podcast. Did you, you really no, don't have you any just news? listen to me. Three nights ago, I sent you a text saying, hey, I can use some information for in the news. I didn't hear shit from you. So in other words, I asked you, podcast partner. I was doing Kima two Stabi, jobs at the same ever, time. And then I you're didn't retired. hear from you. So that, oh, I see. You're so supposed you, to just sit back and read who, the news on your who, front porch who, who, anyway. Who do you think works harder during the week? You me. me. Oh, no, oh, I beg to differ, Kimasabi. Works harder oh, on, on his dick more preoccup- or just who works harder? <laughs> All right, but I did come up with a couple of things. But I, for the record, on our last in the news, I had five or six items. Remember that? And you were blown away. Well, that ain't going to happen for a while. But I've come up with a couple, and it's a repeat more or less. But with the Oscars coming up, I just have two words for you. You ready? Yeah. Wanda Sykes. She's a co-host. What's happening out there? You know, there? back then it wasn't racist. You know, so in other words, we went from Cary Grant to Wanda Sykes. I know she's done some movies, right? And that's what I liked about someone like Billy Crystal, who did movies, but then we had a lot of fun with him when he hosted the Oscars. So they have three hosts. Wanda Sykes is one of them. And it just makes me pull back and wonder what's going on here. All right. You're not responding. You're not, I, I don't care not, about you're that You're not story. jumping on. No. Are we going to talk about the Oscars in two weeks? Are we going to sure. do our special yeah. Oscar telecast? I think or so. Are we going to boycott? I, I, who cares? Okay. Do, 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 do you think we're really going to make a difference in their, you know, their ratings? Are they really going to be influenced by our boycott? Oh, I think right now the three Ethiopians are leaning in right now. Go, ah, I hope they put on the Oscar. Do you think the three Ethiopians are really going to take their cue from us? I think anybody who's listening to this podcast has made up their mind whether they want to watch the Oscars or not. Anyway, just for the record... We've got our buddy Eric coming back in two weeks. All right, that sounds okay. good. All right. All right. Uh, let's move on. You're detached from what I'm saying. I'm listening to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking up news stories for you no, right now. No, I don't need them. I've got that covered. You ready? Okay. And now it's time for America's favorite game show. No, wait a minute. Wait, wait. What? Before we this go into is, the news. What? What else? That's the last part of the news, right? I got my announcer voice. Yeah, but that's the last part well, of the news. Well, that's all that's, I have. One to said America's favorite game show. Let me just show. read this headline to you. All right. You, you, you react. I'll do your job. Oh, yeah. Let's flip it. Steven Spielberg says on producing, he says, the smartest thing I do is hire women. All right. Now, you would normally do an, a, a Robert rant. Okay. That's what we call it. Yeah. Now it's time for an, an Ira uh, rant. No, you know what? I like alliteration. Irate Ira. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do it. I got nothing to say. The Linger also said during the PGA nominee panel breakfast that West Side Story will be the last musical he directs. Well, yeah, because I saw it. It's on my list. 
talk about movies when we get there. So, yeah. oh, you saw the movie? I did. I saw the remake. Well, let's get, I mean, okay. what do you think? Is, should he be directing musicals anymore? No, 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 no. It was bad? It was too forced. It was mechanical. And you know what really bothered me, Robert? Mm-hmm. There are a lot of flares in a lot of shots, and we've talked about this before, and you actually said that it's a movement to not be afraid of a flare yeah. when we see the glare, the reflection in the lens, that now it's okay. It was very taboo decades ago, correct? Yep. But this is like he went out of his way to have flares, more flares, 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 and I was wondering, is this just me? But then you know what? I went online, read a couple of reviews, opening paragraph, What's with all these flares? <laughs> so I wasn't alone in my thinking. Yeah. If you're noticing it, it's taking away. It was, every scene was done intentional, not by an accident that they left in. What else do you have for in the news? Netflix will prompt subscribers to pay for users outside their households. Oh, yeah, I know about that. In a new that. test to address. Sh- Wait a minute. You knew about this? <laughs> I should And you recorded. didn't put it? This is interesting because they were losing money, right, buddy? Right, right. Yeah. Do explain this now. Well, okay. I mean, all right. You date somebody, yeah. you get their Netflix uh, account, and then you break up with them, but you keep the Netflix account. Yeah. Or it's multiple. Do you know how many women in West L.A. are using my Amazon Prime account? They're at home watching my account. I'm, I'm going to guess the over-under is 53. Mm, actually, it's 57. Okay. Yeah. So that, that would be over. Right, right. Um, but yes, it is an ongoing problem, so they're trying to figure it out, and they came up with this idea. What do you think? Of charging a little bit... You know, I think it's, I think what I'm doing is theft. It is. Yeah. Seriously, it's taking money away from the people who deserve it. I do feel that way, but I do bad things. At least I own up to it. I say, what I'm doing is wrong, but fuck it, I'll do it anyway. Mm -hmm. And I can respect that. Yeah. I feel that way about a lot of things that I do. I mean, I'm really serious. I feel like that about this podcast. What? It's wrong, but I do it anyway. Keep watching movies. It will help you sort them. All right. But I, I do bad things at times, but I still do it anyway. And I don't like it when people justify. Oh, no. Are you kidding? Well, fuck this suit. Fuck the establishment. I'm going to get what? No, no, no. No, I hate that argument. I don't too. like that. I hate. Robert, we never talked about this. I more respect someone who, like myself who says, ah, what I'm doing is wrong. It's morally bankrupt, but I'm still going to do it. I'm just going to. And I think that what they came up with was a, a, a more than a Band-Aid. I think it's a fix to a real problem what is it they're charging multiple users a little bit more is that so it? yeah but would you steal a candy bar from a 7-eleven that's a great question no i mean i think i could argue that the candy bar would hurt the 7-eleven less yeah than stealing the account for multiple years or months months or years from netflix does it hurt 7-eleven less no. to steal a, well, a 99 well, cent candy bar versus a what I mean, seventeen dollar a yes, month account know, for that years. Indian behind the counter making the Slurpees is it going out of his pocket? Well, possibly if they're franchising. Well, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> anyway, I think. Oh, wait, I did think you just make a business suits argument? Where, I, like, I made the suits? a business suit and also a racist argument. It was all. In oh, one. Well, pretty much everything you say yeah, is the yeah, racist. Yeah, thank argument. you. Yeah, can't wait to talk about our movie this yeah. week. Um, what else you got? Have anything else about now? Yeah, I mean, I can keep going if oh, you want Oh, really? To keep that's going. Okay. okay. I think it's time for America's favorite game show. Is it America's favorite game show? Oh, yeah. You're right. I think it's Ethiopia's favorite game show. <laughs> and now it's time for America's favorite game Ethiopia's show. Ethiopia's favorite game show. I really worked on this, okay? And now it's time for Ethiopia's favorite game show. Name that title. Bum, 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 bum. All right. 
I like doing this with you. I, I think you do too. You ready? First of all, that Robert Redford movie. The Man one, with the Gun. No. Old Man with the Gun. No. But you're right. But yeah. this is the one where he's swimming alone in the ocean. Oh, uh, I can never oh, hold on, hold on. remember uh, it. Hold on. We say this every three oh, weeks. Fudge. And that says so much, Robert. <laughs> Look how we can't do it. Yeah. But you know what? The old man and the gun stuck stuck with me. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. In a way that makes more sense. I want to say it's like the, the underneath, but it's not. It's not that. It's something like that, though. All is lost. All is lost. Yeah. But look how we had to struggle. Okay, yeah. I'm putting this in the same category because we saw this movie together at the AMC in Burbank, and we liked it, but we both agreed it was not a strong title. It's a movie about firefighters with Josh Brolin and Jeff Bridges. The Brave? No, 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 no. Bra brave. Boy, you're really hovering. You are. It's something brave. brave. The word brave is in the title. The, That's really good. The brave ones are bravery. You're, you're, you're or right the... there. You're right there. I'm going to help only the brave. Only the brave, yeah. It's still, by the way, I want to tell you that the article that it was based on was called No Exit. And in a way, I'm more intrigued with that title huh. because when you think about the end when they zipped inside those, yeah. those blanket-like compartments so they wouldn't burn, but it didn't work. There was, mm -hmm. They got themselves trapped. There was no exit. It's not a good title, but it was a good movie. Only you know, the Brave. I was thinking about this recently. I'm sure you know about like how in, was it ancient Rome or I don't know, some sort of antiquity, there was that the golden calf that was used as a torture device. Do you know about this? Well, uh, no. They would, there was a... Sacrifice? No, there was a torture device that was a... Maybe it was bronze, but it was a giant cow, and you would put your victim inside the cow or inside the the bull or whatever it was, and they would seal it up. They would kind of wait inside the actual animal. It was a bronze no. metal, oh, okay, okay, like gold, yes. right? Yeah, whatever metal, and then they would light a fire underneath it. It was essentially putting you into an oven and then lighting you on lighting the oven on fire, and you would. You know, you would have to touch the floor of the 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 cow, the metal cow, and the horns were supposedly hollow, so that it your like your screams would go out through the horns, and the sound would would echo out into the valley or whatever. It first of all, it's amazing how many of the different devices that humans have come up with to torture one another. But I think about that all the time. Could you imagine being in that? How would you? And How would you hot. make your death? It gets red hot. Right. You're touching the metal and you're breathing because it's got that air passage right. to hear your screams. So you're alive, but you would be burning up to a crisp because you'd be touching the red hot exactly. innards of the metal animal. How would you make your death swifter? I mean, how that's do you. That's a great. You're in there less by painful. Yourself. You know what? You can't. And that's part of why it's ingenious. There's nothing. What are you going to do? Hold your breath? There's nothing you could do. I think that How, might that might be the best approach is try to pass out. Mm. Try to pass out and just die. But I think you'd be out. gasping for air or you'd wouldn't you, you know what I mean? With the smoke and the heat, you'd be gasping. I don't know if you'd get smoke because mm. it's if if the fire is underneath and it's not going in. Yeah. Anyway. That's I'm sorry, how do we get onto this? I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember, but you but, know, I'm let me jump on that for a second. Yeah. When I hear these stories, yeah. I find it amazing. We are so civilized as much as we are from where we came. Honestly, I think that has to do with women. <laughs> you know, that's the smartest thing Spielberg ever did is hire women. No, but I think uh, 
I think that has to do with the female. Of that's men are great at inventing these torture devices. But you know that's quite a generalization. It is. I don't think I would ever invent such a thing. Right, but you're also a pussy. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> no, I I just I'm not saying women have never invented something like that, and I'm not saying that men have never added to the calming of civilization. But it does feel like. The it's domestication of humans really stems from women. Now, are you just saying that because producer Joey is listening to us now and no. you want to get lucky tonight? Ira, mm-hmm. all I have to do is just rape her. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's my boy. How <laughs> oh, Right now, the Ethiopians are going, shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sound like Chinese. Uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry, what were we talking about? I don't know, that? but, oh, I know. I can tell you the tangent. What was it? I was talking about the climax, that movie that we really liked a lot, where they zip themselves up in those oh, bags. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And right. the heat, and then you would talk to Thank them. Thank you. Yeah. So, I mean... I, could you imagine zipping yourself into a bag and going, all right, well, here we go, and then burning to a crisp? Like, how do you make that death more comfortable I know, either? I know, and I think they kind of knew they were going to die, and it was a desperate act at that point, I think, because the fire was raging. Probably. Yeah. It was quite a movie. I found it very emotional, and you liked it a lot, too. Yeah. Yeah. So I see what you're saying. How can you make that death? I, I think the thing that really did. impacted me from that movie was there was a scene where the animals were running out on fire. I remember that. The, all the wild that. animals had caught fire. Yeah. Which is something you don't really think about. I know. And I, I guess, I'm not sure where I learned this, but somebody had told me that that's a real problem that firefighters have is a rabbit or something will be on fire and it will run out. And they've, if they have you know, created a fire, like a, a break wall where the... Uh, the fire can't pass, but then animals on fire will run through it. And the and fire they, will, and will spread. Spread. Yeah, because the animal has spread the fire. Wow. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Rabbit. Like Br'er Rabbit. Yeah. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Got another one for you. Yeah, what do you got? It was a movie that I thought, I still think was underappreciated. All about Laurel and Old Hart. Man with the Gun. This is Laurel, uh, Laurel and Hardy. Hardy. Now what listen, their early years, mm-hmm. Steve Cogan, is that right? And also mm-hmm. uh, John C. Riley, mm-hmm. And it was a sweet, lovely film with great makeup. And I thought it was a really good movie it, and it was underappreciated. It was their first names. It was like Ollie and, what's his name? Oliver, wait, Hardy, Laurel. What's his, what's their first names? Well, if I tell you that, it's giving me the title. It, it, that was the You're, title. You got that it. Was You're right. It's Stan and Laurel. Stan and Laurel. Stan and Laurel. Very good. Yeah. Very good. One last one. Are you ready? Yeah. It's a movie we saw together in twenty uh, in 2019, and it was a documentary all about hot dog eating contests. Remember the hot dog mm-hmm. eating competition? Yeah, I know the movie. It's not a good title, and it's like... It was a 30 for 30, though, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. Yes, it was a 30 for 30, and... We found it really good, and it was a solid movie. Yeah, it was and decent. the title is like three phrases set off with commas. It wasn't like eat your eat eat binge repeat or something well, like that. Not I, I know where you're going, but not quite. But um, I can give you a hint. Yeah. Ooh, wah, wah, wah. Oh, Do-do-do-do. the good, the bad, and the hungry. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. That was good. I like the way that we teamed. Yeah, uh, gave you yeah, yeah. a little music there. You yeah, picked up yeah. on that. The good, the bad. And you can the really sing, Ira, when you hmm? put your mind to it. What's that? I can. Hmm, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Oh, yes. I can. <laughs> Did you just pay me a compliment? What'd you see this week? Ah, 
Gotta tell you, unfortunately, no, that's not it. Some are old, some are new. We now present the Week in Review. EVQGuy.com! I'm supposed to say, but first, Robert, is someone... Exp- but first, Ira. Yes. EVQGuy.com! <laughs> has over 30 years of experience in the business of transferring your non-digital media to digital media. This is all of your old home movies, your slides, your negatives. Send that over to EVQGuy.com. He'll transfer for you so you can put it up on the interweb and share it with people and... Let him know what's going on with your old life. And he's a great guy. We're both clients of his, customers of his. He's extremely reasonably priced, less expensive than Costco, has state-of-the-art equipment. And if you uh, go to his website, which is avgearguy.com, mention our podcast, you get 5% discount, avgearguy.com. What did you see this week? You go first. I'm going first. You ready? Yep. The Babysitter. Now, listen. Now, wait. No, no, you listen. You've seen no, this no, there, multiple there times. Are seven Movies called The Babysitter. Oh, I bet you've seen I, all. You watched all seven I've seen all. Yeah, it's like a franchise. A trilogy. It's not a trilogy, is it? No, but there's seven movies. And now this is the No, three. This is a... No, Septilogy. A sep, that's right. Yeah. Sept is like for seven, right? Septop, yeah, septop when you have seven babies. You're just trying to make the octilogy. Yeah. What do you got? This is the one with Alicia Silverstone. Oh, I know this one. Do you know this one? And also, surprisingly enough, one of my favorites, George Siegel, is in this. It's a horrible movie. And Rotten Tomatoes, I couldn't wait to tell this, 17%. 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. But it did what it was supposed to do. Let's move forward. I, I do remember there was a Lolita scene in there where yes. she was like sucking on the candy. Yes. Uh, you know, yes. Lollipop. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you do. Mm-hmm. I remember this. You know, I actually, side note, Yeah. I listened to a... Um, an interview it was a long form interview with Stanley Kubrick and it was recorded around the time that he was making 2001, but he was talking about all of his old films and how he got started in the, uh, in the film industry and how he had started out doing documentaries and raising the money himself, thinking that he would be able to make a little bit of money off of it. And, uh, it was really pretty fascinating. Wow. His whole background and how he was trying to he was basically doing everything himself trying to make a little bit of money off of it the interviewer asked him some really interesting questions they asked him would you do you think you would have been more successful if you'd gone to college and he was like no absolutely not ah. he tried to go to college but he didn't get in yeah and they said his he said his grades weren't high enough and they just didn't even didn't even look at his application is this streaming someplace yeah it's, it... i mean you can find it online yeah yeah was leon vitello uh, anyone? no this because that was before him was it yes Leon came on but as an actor. Leon was involved early, wasn't he? Leon came on after two thousand one. He came on during Barry London. You're right. Barry London was the early seventies. You're, right. You're right. And Barry London was two thousand one. Was late sixties. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. I saw the movie Ghost. Talking about our top five from last week. Oh, the porno. <laughs> was there a porno called Ghost? Um, and uh, I always forget that Jerry Zucker, one of the Zucker brothers, directed this this movie, and of course with Patrick and Demi. Demi really, I think th- I would have thought it was Ron Howard. I'm serious. You know, you're right. It feels like a Ron Howard film. I never would have thought it was a heart. Zucker. Yeah, isn't that crazy? You didn't know that? Nah, I don't remember that. I like, love that I can teach you things. You taught me something. No, I'm serious. I'm yeah, I'm listening. Yeah, a Zucker brother directed this movie, and it, 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 yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. Hey, I finally watched the rest of Get Back, the Beatles documentary. I finished it all 37 hours. Uh-huh. But it this was thing quite, gets longer each time. I know, I know. So it's like 37. And of course, the climax is the rooftop concert. Okay. That's where it ends. And there was a great money shot. 
and there it's the whole thing was the build up to this extravagant on the roof and it's pretty cool they do multiple songs not just two or three but like seven or eight songs up there up on the roof and um and you can see behind them the police arrive and mm-hmm. there's a great moment with Paul McCartney you can see he sees it out of the corner of his eye they're coming up to him and he gives a wicked smile the smile was cool let it happen let it, he mm. knew that it would be compelling that would be really interesting. There's something about the look he gave when he saw the police were coming to shut it down. He kind of liked that. So it's it's really fascinating to see. How many songs did they get in? Like I, about four? seven. Seven oh, okay. or eight. Seven or eight. And uh, it was great. I saw West Side Story, as I mentioned, with a flare. And I sent you a text a couple nights ago because oh. I finally watched Rubber. Yeah. Whoa. Now, we should say it's the same director. What was his? Uh, Quentin Ma- Dubois. Yeah. Ma- Mandibles. Mandibles, yeah. Mandibles was the first movie that we saw, what, a year or two ago, I guess. Yeah. And um, what a fucked up, crazy movie. I, I really love liked it. I really liked it. Uh, the tire has a mind of its own. It goes on a killing rampage. Um, psychokinetics. It starts vibrating and people's heads explode. Did you see the beginning? Yeah. You saw the whole thing? Yes. And you're talking about the end, aren't you? No. Okay. The beginning is what I wanted to ask you about. Yeah. One of the best scenes in cinema history is when the the guy drives up, gets out of the car. It's a really long shot. The guy's driving up and like dodging stuff. Chairs. Right. And then he gets out of the car and he dresses the camera and he goes, he explains, no reason. And he keeps explaining like why. That monologue. Yeah, and he mentions movies. Yes. And why is this happen? And why is that? And yeah. No reason. And there's and that's the whole payoff. He says that at the end of every specific example. Yeah. No reason. No and that's kind of giving a green light to this yes. premise. Hey, no reason. It just is. It just is. Why does a tire kill people? <coughs> no reason. Yeah. It just does. Yeah. So yeah. go with it. Yeah. Wow. I know. I know. It was a crazy monologue he gave, and I liked it. Mm-hmm. And I liked what it was saying, the subtext. Hey, either going to buy into this or he ain't. Totally agree. And I want to mention Arlington Road. Did you <sighs> see that? Oh, many times. And? It's one of the best movies ever made. <coughs> but that why? movie does not get enough attention. Jeff Bridges, uh, Tim Robbins, of course, is in it too. And why... And by the way, that the screenplay, you know all this. The back that screenplay was the um Nicole of winner that year with mm. the screenplay award and it finally got made. But why on Rotten Tomatoes does it have a sixty three percent? I don't What's know. What's up with that? What's up with that? They were both at the top of their game. The ending is awesome. It's great. I read reviews, people said sure, but it wasn't terribly plausible. It wasn't plausible. Oh, please. It was. That's, and yeah, these are the like same people who are like, that expl- I, I love Transformers. <coughs> Suck my dick. Hey, I want to get to one last thing. I got to ask you this. We've talked about this movie before, and I had it on this afternoon before coming over here. Yeah. What is my deal with the movie Casino? I've seen it like six or seven times. a good times. movie. Robert, I pr- it was on. And to be honest, I was compiling my top, my top five mm-hmm. list. And I figured, all right, I'll just have it on the back. I couldn't stop watching it. Yeah. I couldn't stop watching it again. It's six or seven times. Sharon Stone was at the top. 
I think we've said it's the best thing she's ever done. Uh, ever. It's the yeah. best. Just like we've often said that Angelina Jolie, her best acting was in uh, Changeling. Changeling. Yeah. And the same thing here with Sharon. She was fucking awesome in this film. Yeah. She well, became I, it. I'll tell you part of it is because she's annoying and she was she was playing. That was the part her. where she was. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like when she's when in Basic Instinct, that character is not supposed to be annoying. And that's why it's a little unbelievable. Yeah. And it's a little like, eh, all right. You know, I, I, but there's a little annoyingness that's coming through from her that comes across as arrogant and kind of just bitchy. But in this, in the Casino, she's supposed to be annoying, bitchy, yeah. and boy, oh boy, does she deal. Like, oh, the drag out fights and everyone, jo- jo- Petchy, and uh, of course, Don Rickle, everybody. What a, the cinematography. I'm telling you what, that movie is the. One of the best things that Scorsese's ever done. I agree. And everyone gives Goodfellas no, like no. the nod, which is a good movie. Of course it is. But they've got those inverted. Casino I is the better agree. movie. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I had to mention that. I saw it like six or seven times, watched again. That's what I saw this week. And you? I saw a few things this week. Do tell. Actually, I say this week, but it's two weeks. Well, you're right. First of all, I want to say I went back to the theater. I saw a movie in the theater. Without me? Without you. You went without me? I, I did. I saw the Muppet movie in the theater with my daughter. And it was awesome. Is there a new Muppet movie? No. The 1979 Muppet movie. And they're showing that in a theater yes. here. And it's the first time your daughter went to a movie theater. No. She's been to the theater a, probably 40 times. But not with you. Bef- yeah. Before the pandemic. Okay. And you're right, because she's three, and the pandemic's been going for two years. Right. So in the first, you're right. We used to take her to movies. I yes. forgot. We yes. used to take her to movies when she was an she's infant. She's seen movies with you, Ira. I forgot. Yeah. I completely forgot. She saw Fast and Furious, not Fast and Furious, uh, Ford versus Ferrari with us. Yes. Didn't you take her to see Halloween? Was she with us I with Joey? So, I think yeah. she was. That's crazy. So okay, this is the first time that you went since the pandemic with your daughter, the Muppet movie, and... I think you could argue this is the first time she was really tracking the movie and really, she knows this movie, so she she loves the movie already. And it was really great when the movie started and she went, Kermit, Kermit! Kermit wasn't even on screen. but She she knew what it was and she was like looking at us and she didn't uh, know what was happening and she had her own seat, and she was like, "Oh my god!" I, I was trying to get her to either sit on my lap or Joanna's lap, and she was like, "No, I'm gonna sit here." And she like had her own her own chair, and she was looking up, and she was <laughs> clapping. It was awesome. It was great. It's exactly what it should be. Like when you go to the theater, and like it's the movie that I really want to see. It, that's what it was. Now I will tell you, she got so excited that halfway through, she was like, "I gotta go to the bathroom," and then. Joy took her to the bathroom and then came back a few minutes later. And then she, like, as soon as she sat down, she said, I got to go potty. Went back to the bathroom. As soon as she came back, there were three times in a row, she just kept leaving to go to the bathroom. She didn't have to go to the bathroom. She just Why was she was, doing that? She was just getting excited, I think. And she was like, uh, like just it, too much energy. Wow. And I don't think she was used to sitting still in a theater because she's used to sitting at home where she could just walk out of the room if she wants. You're right. You know? You're right. And this was kind of like, no, you need to sit here in one spot and watch the entire movie. Wow, the whole family. Yeah. You went with producer Joey. Yeah. You didn't invite me. That's right. 
Let me say that again. You didn't invite me. Let me say it again. That's right. <laughs> it was a good move on your part. <laughs> that um, is really cool. Yeah, but we did. It, we made a purposeful effort not to say anything about Muppets or not mention anything because so, so she had no idea what she was That's watching. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, so we watched that. I also watched with her. I watched recently the new Pixar movie, Turning Red. Have you seen this? Mm-mm. Heard of, I would say seen that. I know you haven't seen it. No. So it is a movie about a uh, about a teenage girl. She's a middle schooler, and it's actually set in like the like early two thousands, like two thousand two, um, which is kind of weird because it is a period piece and it's set from like twenty years ago. But it's an Asian teenage girl who – I think it's a metaphor, but she she basically turns into a panda, like a, a red panda, whenever she gets too excited. But I think it's really about, like, getting her period and becoming a woman, and there's, like, these this metaphor stuff going on. Is that a new movie? It's a new yeah, movie. it's a new Pixar movie. New Pixar, yeah. It's not good. It's not good. No. Um, it, it really felt like they're trying to cram culture right down your throat. And it, it, it just, the characters were very annoying. Like, uh, and it was really, it was kind of cringing at how annoying some of these characters were. Um, I was really disappointed because Pixar just does such a good job at not making their characters yeah, annoying. Yeah. And man, it was... It, it was rough to watch. There were definitely parts in the movie where I was like, I want to turn this off. This is not good. Um, and the, another movie, two other movies I want to mention. <clears throat> um, oh, fudge. Now i got to f- remember what it's called. Um, I'll, I'll find the name of the movie in just a second. But I watched a movie that was um, all about the... Uh, good grief. It was... Um, I can't find it. Hang on. It's going to take me a second. It was all, it, it was the movie, the, the story that inspired Moby Dick. Do you know about this? No. You know, Moby Dick was kind of, it was based on a true story. Okay. And it was the story of the Essex. And the Essex was a ship that went whaling. And as they were whaling, the, the basically the crew got in these whaling boats and there were only two people manning the ship at the time. And a whale came and knocked over the ship. And the ship started sinking. And so they had these whaling boats left, but they were out in the middle of the ocean. They were way out in the Pacific. And they were very far away from where they should have been. And they basically were left on these like tiny little like rowboats, essentially. And they, um, they got as much supplies off the ship as they could before, they, before the ship sank. But it went under. And then they wound up going to the Galapagos. And there was an island out there that they had kind of crashed on, but no one was there. And they were, like, surviving off of the, the eggs that they found on, on, the, uh, on the, the island. But the island wasn't that big. And they knew if they keep eating all the eggs, first of all, they're going to run out of eggs. And then second of all, the birds are not going to come back. Mm. And so they said, we got to go try to find help. And so they get back in the boats. They repair the, these boats. And the whale is like still kind of taunting them, kind of like fucking with them a little bit, and um, and so these guys are out on these boats for three months. They're on these boats, and they eventually start to eat each other, 
and they resort to cannibalism. And they finally are picked up on by a couple other boats. And there were a couple guys that were remaining on the island. They got picked up a year later. So they survived. There were three guys that were left on the island. But there were about 20, about, I think it was like 18 guys who had, uh, 17 or 18 guys who had gone on the boats. And a lot, most of them didn't survive. I think there were only like eight people that survived. Because they were eaten. Some guys died some and died then they and ate their causes, bodies. Right. And some guys, they even pulled lots at a certain point and was like, all right, we need somebody to die so the rest of us can survive. And they, they drew lots. And um, one guy was the captain's cousin. The captain had sworn he would protect. And the, the captain's cousin drew a short, short straw. And then his uh, friend pulled the long straw, which was to kill him. And it was like, it, it was a really... I liked it. I thought it was a really impressive movie. I gotta give me a minute. I'll I'll find the title and uh, I'll get back. I to can you. like do a little riff while you're doing that. I can do like a zippity doo dah, a little music interlude. Are you gonna do an actual riff or uh... zippity doo dah, zippity a, my oh my what a wonderful day. You're, Sing it with me, Ethiopian. You're really trying to encourage me to find the the <laughs> title of this movie faster, aren't you? Um, but no, I thought it was a. It was a really interesting movie. I'll find the title of it in just a minute. But then also, um, in keeping with the theme of what's going on, oh, In the Heart of the Sea. That's what it was called, In the Heart of the Sea. Yeah. It's a totally forgettable name, right? In the Heart of the Sea. Right. Well. You're going to remember that? No. That's like the, the old man in the sea yeah, or something. It's like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Something ocean water thing. Yeah. The other thing I did see, great title, by the way. Oh. I did see Blazing Saddles. You've seen it before. Of course. Just making sure. It is a great title. Yeah. It's a great musical in the beginning, to the anthem at the beginning. He wrote was, a Blazing so Saddles. Here's what I was thinking. I thought. How did it hold up? Well, did I it, thought, I've seen it a bunch, but I hadn't seen it in a few years. And I thought, man, I should really buy a copy of Blazing Saddles. Because I'll bet it's not streaming anywhere. Because I was thinking there's no way there any streaming service is going to stream a movie that says the word nigger so prominently throughout the entire movie. And I got home and sure enough, it's streaming on HBO Max. No. And I went, what? Yes, but has it been censored? No. It's not. Everything is there. And I went, now. Do they have a disclaimer? Let, let me finish. Okay, I'm excited here. Yeah, I know. There was a disclaimer, and boy, was it a buzzkill. It was just kind of, it, this is one of the best comedies ever, but you should know that there is a lot of very naughty words in this movie, and that's kind of how it went. And, of course, it has to be presented by a, a, a black female yes. who gives yes. the, yes. you know, the, the okay, it's yeah. okay to laugh at this. Yes. and It's not even words on a screen, a little paragraph no. crawl, but it's someone talking to you. And after a few minutes, I just realized, I'm like, why am I watching this? Yeah. You are ruining this movie for yeah. me. Yeah. You're, just, let's fucking go. I do we really think that Mel Brooks is racist? Right. Right. Everyone was in on the joke. It's funny. Anyway, here's the thing that really got me. That was annoying. 
But you know what really pissed me off? About the movie? Yes. Okay, now wait. Is it the content of the actual film? Sort of. Or is it how it was presented? Yes. More about how it was presented. I'm assuming there are no commercial breaks. But no. It had, was, it a, was it one of those pan and scan things? No. No. But was it the formatting issue? Yes. It was formatting, but not pan and scan. Mm, sort of. I'm, I'm, okay, now wait. So was it cinemascope versus, no. was it aspect ratio? Had nothing to do with, vi- well, it had nothing to do with the, the aspect ratio, no. Hmm. Oh. The captions, closed cap were the you know the sub. I, yeah. I like to watch the subtitles. Yes, I know you do too. I, it makes it easier because I I well I think it helps me understand the script better. I like to think about what was the writer thinking when they were writing these lines. Like what? How did it all work together? So when I'm watching it, whoever did the captions did not type the word nigger. Do you know how distracting that is? So was there a space? They wrote or did it, niggas. It like... Can you believe that? <clears throat> Which I find more racist. racist. Either you're going to do it or not. Yeah, if you're going to do it, just do it. And there's even a line in the movie where the main character says, like, he, he emphasizes the R, like niggers. And he really hits the R very hard. And I was even waiting for that scene. Going, okay, well, how are they going to deal with that? They, they went, uh, 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 uh. Completely wrong letter. And I'm, I'm really was wondering, is, is that a decision on the part of HBO to say, hey, we, we do not want that word being presented in text anywhere on this? Or do you think that's the... the a choice on the person whose job it was to transcribe the movie, who was typing it out, and they said, I won't type that word. If we rent the Blu-ray, it would be curious to see when we go to um, captioning if it's spelled out or not. I think it would be spelled out. This is for broadcast, yeah. So I think so. Yeah. I think it probably, I mean, you and I have dealt with, with subtitling before, yeah. captioning and how all that stuff works. Yeah. <sighs> wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. I mean, most people will never look at that yeah. or have a problem with it. But yeah. I was like, just stop, please. I've seen this before in other movies, and it really upsets me because I've seen there was one caption in for a movie, and every swear word was, like, deleted out. And they would sometimes even write other words in that weren't being said right. instead of the swear word. And I, I find that outrageous. Oh. Yep. I agree. <sighs> wow. But other than that, the movie held up. Oh, the movie's great. It is. I, the last 15 minutes got kind of goofy, a little silly there. I think that's the whole... I like that part. Did like, you really? Yeah, in the movie with Mel Brooks, then we see him riding off in Warner Brothers lot. The that movie. was funny. You like that. Yeah. You like that, yeah. Yeah. You didn't like that part? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It took us out of the movie well, well i think that was the whole yeah, point, the whole yeah. point. Um, yeah. i mean the other thing too is the, the whole story the the black sheriff has the upper hand absolutely he's the smart one of the That's whole group right 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 yeah everyone who is racist yeah. is a buffoon yeah. they're the people that are being Gene made while he was drunk was he drunk right. the first time we see him yeah yeah yeah, no, it was Black Sheriff. But Gene Wilder was a good guy. Gene Wilder was on his side. Right, and but Gene, was... Gene Wilder was just a, a drunk who sobered up. Yes. But I'm talking about like the, you know, the 
the uh, the governor and like right. all of the you know the Mel Brooks character, all of the the characters they were assholes, they were right. idiots. So he, you know, Cleveland Little, so he's like the hero of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I figured in the movie uh, or in the, in the podcast episode where we review Song of the South, I should mention Blazing Saddles. Absolutely, it's a nice segue, good Thanks. transition yeah. there. You yeah. want to talk about Song of the South? And Robert, talk us through it. You almost said hit it, Vern, didn't you? You knew that? Yeah, I can How hear it. How did you see that? I can hear it in your voice. Did I start to say it, or did you see no. it in my eyes? I just know your rhythms. Wow. <laughs> Song of the South, 1946. 46. I know. Listen, they're shooting this during the war. Think about that. Hitler is retreating, and they're going, hey, I got a good movie. Let's make a movie about Uncle Ramus. That was before I was born. Mm-hmm. Song of the South was a uh, a movie uh, that was about a character named Uncle Ramus. All right, so the the Uncle Ramus character has uh, historically had a lot of stories about Briar Rabbit. That's right. That's right. And so this is a story about a boy who goes to live on a plantation, very wealthy boy, and uh, some sort of family. Was his grandma or whatever lives on this? Uh, plantation so he and his mom are kind of dropped off looks like there's some sort of marital trouble happening between yeah, his mom so. and his dad yeah. they never quite get into but right. it's kind of right. all right there's there's some sort of divorce about to happen or something so he goes to live on this uh this plantation kind of a fish out of water he starts to try to run away this boy but winds up meeting uncle ramus and uncle ramus uh keeps him on the plantation and keeps him from running away by entertaining him with these stories of briar rabbit and briar fox which are shown through animation clips and i these are you know what maybe 10 minutes each in these kind of like little almost like mini cartoons in the middle of the other movie and then um i don't know more shit happens with the boy and and uh, he i guess has like uh, troubles with living a very wealthy life in a plantation in in the 1800s but uncle ramus is there to cheer him up that's it yeah that's it what do you think? You know, I want to say before we get to that, as far as the cast, uh, Hattie, Hattie McDaniel, just a few years earlier, she did Gone with the Wind. Mm-hmm. And I think she won the Oscar. Well, not only that, not only Oscar Oregon. blood for that, but well, I guess he wasn't, he didn't win an Oscar, but <coughs> Greg Toland that, was up? the cinematographer. Let's talk about this. Greg Toland. What year was that? For? Greg Toland did Citizen Kane Spain. in 1941. So, so that was five years yes. earlier. So five years later, he did this. Yes, 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 yes. Also, uh, Bobby Driscoll has been a Disney darling for quite a few years. Mm. In fact, I want to say that in the early 50s, he was a mystery guest on What's My Line. It was interesting that. And then they kind of, Disney abandoned him afterwards when he got too old and he wasn't cute anymore. It's one of those stories and um, had a difficult life afterwards. But, um, all right, but so, I'm sure he landed on his feet. Everything worked out. No, fine. actually, he didn't. It was probably drug overdose. He died in a gutter. Oh, okay. Okay. So, oh, you asked me what I. What did you think? So, what? Well, do you want to talk about the controversy first? Did you like the movie? No. 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 Now I well, saw this in the last release, which I think I looked it up earlier was either 1986 or 1987. So it was in the fall of I think 86. So I remember, I remember seeing this movie. I remember yeah. going to the theater. I remember watching it, and. I remember at the time thinking it will be a while before I get to see this movie again because they don't release movies. I mean, 
Disney at the time would release movies like Dumbo, and that's how you had to watch it is they would re-release it right. for a period of time. Right. And like, hey, here's your chance to see Cinderella. Go watch it now, and then it's going to go away for, I don't know, six to eight right. years, and then it'll pop back up again. So it would come in these waves. And so like you had one chance when you were a kid to watch Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, and then you'd have to wait six or seven years. So if you missed it, you probably would age out. And so this was my chance to watch Song of the South. Yeah. And I remember thinking that like it's going to be a while before this movie comes around again. And uh, <laughs> boy, was it a long time. 1987, 86, I think it was 86. And you remembered specific scenes, yes, didn't you? How about I that? Did. Yeah. When I started watching it, animation. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this. Yeah. yeah. I remember, too, I remember the feeling when I was watching the movie the first time. The movie is, is kind of inter, interspliced between live action stuff and this um, and this, these cartoon segments. And I remember feeling like, oh, enough with this live action. Let's get back to the cartoons. And... Even now, when I was watching it, I would kind of felt that way. But then the cartoons were kind of annoying. So then I was like, can we just be done with this movie? Uh, it, this was not a real great movie. You had that reaction back then? No, is right now. Oh, now. Tonight. Now. Okay, yeah. yes, me too. It felt like it was long. What did I say to you? This movie should be banned, but not because of any racist mm-hmm. suggestions, but because it's just long <laughs> and laborious and it's a protracted story, and it goes into other, and it didn't matter. Yeah, this movie was in dire need of twenty-seven minutes of editing. Yeah, I can't argue that. Twenty-seven minutes of editing. I mean, the, I like the problem though is that it's is that it's censored. It never should have been censored oh. in the first place, and I think we knew this going in. We did. Was there any hint or element of racism in this well, movie? Well, I. I Yes, there's a black person in it, so people are going to say that's racist. Right? I mean, or, you know what? It's it's a movie, so people are going to say it's racist, because either it has a black person in it, <gasps> the way you're treating them is racist, or there's no black people in it, <gasps> there, that, there's no black people in your movie, it's, it's racist. Funny. Yeah, yeah. We should say that they're on a plantation, Yeah. and when the movie takes place, that slavery was in existence. Um, oh? And, and, and the... Um, the African-Americans seemed very happy, which bothered a lot of people that it seemed like it was a joyous, joyful celebration, and they were thrilled to be on a plantation working. And there's the rub. I mean, I've said this before. I really do think that the way slavery is depicted in films, you kind of have to depict it with a lot of beatings and whips and, you know, like... a always in chains and slave, you know, cuffs and all that stuff. Whereas I'm not sure that that's how most slavery went Agreed. down. Agreed. Most slavery was, you know, the, the slave was like the family dog. Right. The problem. They had meals together. Right. The problem is that it's a human being, not a dog. Right. right. And right. You, can't, you can't treat people like that. Right. You so can't it was chain like them property. up. It was like property. Right. But it was still property that was welcome in your home. Right. And part of family, yes. even though property. That's yes. it. That's it. I mean, and how do you show that to a modern audience? You know, if you show Thomas Jefferson uh, fucking Sally Hemings, then we, th- we think, oh, wow, he, he, you know, she mu- he must really love her and care about her. No, she was property. That, he, she was his sex slave, essentially, right? She right. couldn't. 
she can't really say no. That's his, that's her master. She has no say in things. So we can't really depict that accurately. The only way you can depict it is by having a, a drunken Thomas Jefferson coming in there and be like, you're going to sit down and suck my dick or whatever. And it was, it, yeah, it was fucked up. It was fucked up. But I don't think it's, I think it's fucked up, but it's hard to illustrate what kind of level it's fucked up visually through a movie in an hour and a half. Right. You know, it's it's not as clear black and white as we might suspect. I think many people, when they hear the word slavery, they picture the white master standing over the slave with the whip in hand. The closest thing tails, I don't think the closest thing accurate. I've ever seen to what I would say. And granted, I'm a you know a white man from the South, but I have done a lot of research of that era. I mean, I could. I think most people just know what they've read in a couple of books or seen in a couple of movies but i think the closest depiction in a film that i've seen was 12 years a slave and there is one section of that movie where he kind of works for the nice slave owner and then he obviously gets traded out to a um you know to a another farm where they're really pretty cruel on that second farm but there's one farm that he works on where the slave owner is fair and the problem is that slave owner is it's not fair because you shouldn't have slaves to begin with right i mean that's it's morally wrong but i think that's probably how most most of the the farms in the american south were run was first of all first of all i think also people have this idea that everyone had a slave that's like saying everyone has a lamborghini hardly anyone had slaves is it only the super, super wealthy had these slaves? That's the first thing. And then the second thing is those that did have slaves, they were, I, I think they were treated as part of the family, right. like a family dog. But they're right. not a dog. That's, that's the injustice. Right. right. And so I think it becomes like slave porn where it's like, oh, then we have to show them being, you know, they're getting branded and they're breaking their arm and whipping them and beating them and doing those kinds of things and it's like uh, okay yes and that happened i'm not going to say that didn't happen there's photographic evidence that that happened but not to the degree that i think hollywood would have us believe agreed agreed i mean half the time it would be like here slave take this gun go hunt a deer come back and we're gonna eat on deer tonight or whatever sorry that was my whole chattel slavery i fantasized about having a sex slave well, what's his name? <laughs> and, you know, if anything, I do want to say that the movie did show the love between Uncle Remus and the boy. I mean, But I think that's part his, of it, too, is like, all right. You, yeah, yeah. I, I think that was, I think that's a little, like. Contrived? Well, I think that's a little borderline. Like, why is this older man having these such strong feelings for a little boy? I think there might be some pedophilia undertones that are going really? on. Really? I, didn't I think up, there's some I didn't implications. I didn't pick up on that at all. Well, he he takes right. the boy off and is like missing for a long period of time. And then the mom shows up and says, I, know. I should have known you would have taken him. You're not allowed to see him anymore. And then he gets all upset. Because mom was jealous of the boy's affection to the uncle. Mm-hmm. No, maybe. I mean, yeah. what uh, depends on how you want to read through that. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. The movie was too long and it was like convoluted and protracted and there were chunks that we didn't need that's it, it i almost kind of went all over the and here's the thing about this movie 
I think they've, in a way, they have made this. The, you're familiar with the term blowback. Have you heard of that before? Mm-mm. The uh, uh, Barbara Streisand effect. Barbara Streisand effect. Do you know about this? No. This is going to be an anti-Semitic comment you're about to make? Not at all. Oh, okay. No, it's really not. There was a real estate company that flew up and down the coast of the Pacific, you know, the California coast, and they had a helicopter, and they were taking pictures of real estate, especially in Malibu. And they're taking pictures of real estate and then putting it on their website with estimates of how much these places cost and things like that. And one of the pictures that they took was a picture of Barbara Streisand's house, her mansion. Barbara Streisand found out about it, and she was very upset, and she asked them to take the picture down. The real estate company said, no, we will not, because we weren't on your property. We were flying over the ocean. We have the right to take a picture of the coast and put that up on our website. And she said, but it's of my house. And they said, yes, but we weren't in your property. We weren't in your airspace. We were, you know, this whole thing. And so she got real upset. Before she said anything... 672 people had seen this picture. After she said something, this made the news, and thousands right, of people right, saw the picture. Right. So right. this is blowback. When yeah. you're protesting, actually winds up making it a bigger it makes, issue. It compounds the problem. We never would have watched Song of the South this week had Disney yeah. not banned it. Yeah, you're right. And in a way, I think they would be much better off saying, yeah, those were rough years for Disney, but oh well, moving on. Yeah. And just make it a part of their catalog. Do the same thing HBO did and just say, hey, everybody, there might be some depictions in here that could get some people upset. Mm-hmm. But there you go. That's what it was in 1946. And just let it go. Let it just let it sit. And I, the fact that they're they're muting it has everyone interested in what what are we not being allowed to see? Blowback. Yeah, that's the blowback phenomena. Yep. Yeah, I was to say the plantation setting is sometimes criticized as being too idyllic and glorified. Disney has not released Song of the South on any home video format in the United States. And uh, it's not available on its streaming platform, Disney+. Plus. Pussies. Yeah. Did you... It's Splash Mountain. That was the ride at Disneyland. Right. Splash Mountain, they had to modify it and get rid of all references to Song of the South. <laughs> they changed the ride. There's... They used to play Zippity Doo Dah so when you weird. went on Splash Yeah, I know, Mountain, I know. They got rid of I remember that. seeing yeah, it. Yeah, I did yeah. it, yeah. Yeah. What were you about to say? I did, just that they're, these are, they're colossal pussies. They have no backbone. Just stand by it. What's the problem? It wasn't you. You didn't make this movie. Right, right. What does hiding it do exactly? Why do you feel like rubbing it uh, off the face of the earth? How does that help matters? I, I think I could make the opposite argument that by sharing it, make it a, making it available, you now increase the discussion about it. Absolutely. You can recognize Low like, back. Here's what and maybe even enlighten you and I. Right now we're we're sitting here saying, I didn't see anything racist with it. Maybe there's someone that could say, Well, here's what's racist about it. And we will go, Oh, I hadn't really considered that angle. I don't know what that angle is, because to me this didn't feel very racist. Not at all. But we can't really have that kind of intellectual discussion because no one else is really allowed to see right. it. Right. Right. And so now everyone who's listening to this just kind of has to take our word for it that the movie sucks. And it's like, all right, well, are they just saying that because they're racist too? Right. or right. what? No, the movie just wasn't very good. It, all of this just winds up getting way more complicated than it needs to be. Right. Just release the fucking movie. What does it matter? Pussies. 
Anyway. Money shots. I don't know if I have any money shots. I, yeah. I, 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 do you this have is going shots? to be a movie I, that uh, oh, I'm not going to be able to remember anything about. I, I, it, no, which I, is funny. Did, did you get a little bit emotional at the end when the father showed up? I'm being serious. And the kid was suddenly, okay, you're going to stay here, Pop? And then we see them all frolic with the animated animals singing zippity doo No, I did not get emotional <laughs> at all. Did you? I was waiting for the closure. I, knew I saw you crying. Coming. Well, I was sobbing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then he said, Dad. <laughs> but that is my money shot. No, all right. No, that is my money shot at the end when everything was happy. I, I don't know what else to say for money shot. I mean, my money shot is a money <laughs> shot that I had from 1986, which is, please don't throw me in that briar patch. And then the shot of the briar patch. I remember that really well. I had actually remembered that shot and that scene, the, the hill overlooking the thorns. Right. I remember that well. Now, it was a little different in my mind, but it, it was that scene wow. and that moment and wow. that, that line. I remember that really well. And this was in 1986. How old were you? Seven years old. Yeah. I was dating them. You were dating seven-year-olds? <laughs> Shh. Is it anti-wave? anti-wave? All right, let's do the Ira. Right. You ready? Yeah. Who's the protagonist? The kid, the boy. Does he get what he wants at the end? Yeah. He, he gets really everything does. he wants. So there you go. Uh, tell me how. Well, okay. Is it a how three is act it structure? An, how is it. An, oh, that's good. I was going to say because the controversy, is it fair to suggest that those are elements of Andy Wade because it's so controversial? But I would say, was <coughs> it controversial when it came out? That's it. it. It was not the filmmaker's intent to be controversial. It's only Therefore, controversial you can't later use on. use that argument. And I don't even know that it really is controversial later on i think it's the ceos you know who have come around who just said no we're not going to do this and also what ceo at this point after banning it for so long is gonna is gonna make the statement of we're gonna release this movie like that would have to be a ceo with balls of steel to stand up to all of the shareholders and everything else and say here's why we're doing it and they would just they would have his head they'd be like you're racist. And people are just so worked up about being labeled a racist, right. which right. is weird because everyone is being labeled a racist. Right. And it's like, no, 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 I'm not a racist. People are so worried about it. And yet, you know, you start studying a lot of like, uh, you know, critical race theory and things like that. Everyone is racist. So if everyone's a racist and you get called a racist, what does it matter? Yeah, yeah. I'm racist just like you are. So can I watch Song of the South now? Fuck. Not that you would really want to, anyway. Take our word for it. If anybody's listening to this going, oh, I got to go buy my copy of Song of the South, save your money. It's long and laborious. Yeah, this is just not a great movie. Yeah. yeah. But so, I think a lot of those Disney movies from back then were this way. They were not. Well, not they're not the, the not, modern not, Disney not movies. Snow White or. There were a few that were good that yeah. hold up, but. I mean, when's the last time you saw some of these movies? That's a good like, point. Yeah. you know, I, you probably saw them when you were a kid, yeah. Yeah. and there wasn't a whole lot of stuff to compare it to. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, so anyway, scale. He gets what he wants at the end. I'd and say more. a one. Yeah, he gets his father back. 
he's alive and he's got his uncle uncle ramus is there everybody's happy what did i say it's like the wizard of oz and toto's (laughs) was there too it had that kind of ending yeah i'm glad we watched it though i am too yeah i am too all right song of the south all right who died this week ah gotta tell you unfortunately must the following people They'd turned to dust. We lost the following people in the last 14 days in the entertainment industry. Ron Pember, 87-year-old British actor, he did Oh, What a Lovely War. Does that movie mean anything to you? No. It was an important film, Robert, in the late 60s, had a huge British cast, and it was a parody, a satire about war. Oh, what a lovely war. Okay. Uh, John Corti, 85-year-old American film director, he directed the autobiography of Miss Jane Pittman. Now, to be fair, that was a TV movie. However... With the melding, the coming together of a TV movie and a feature film, I thought we could include John Corti. Okay. We lost Jimmy Linden, 98-year-old American actor. This guy did a lot. American actor, television producer's career, entertainment industry, started as a teenager in the 1930s. Mm-hmm. And I Googled him, and he did a lot of stuff. Um, there was a series of films uh, Aldrich. Does that last name mean anything to you? Mm-hmm. Michael Aldrich. And it was a series of that movies. That does mean something to me. Yeah, it was almost like the uh, Andy Hardy, Mickey Rooney. was similar to that, okay. a young kid. So he was in all of those movies and others too, and a lot of B movies, 98 years old. Emilio Delgado, 81-year-old American actor. He's known for TV for Sesame Street, but then he also was in I Will Fight No More Forever. I remember that film, and he was 81 years old, and he's gone. Robert Vincent O'Neill, 91-year-old American screenwriter, film director. He directed Wonder Woman, but no, no, not that one. This was in the early 70s. I was thinking the one in the early 70s. No, no, no. <laughs> that was one, he, direct, he didn't direct that one? Oh, well, was it a different one? You said not that one. <laughs> what's her I was name? The one Who with... directed that one with Gail Goddard? Is that her name? Gail Godot. Uh, yeah, Gal Godot. Gal Godot. Godot. Waiting for Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Um, But he did an obscure one no one's ever heard of. But here's what I want to tell you. Was it called Wonder Woman? Yes. I've heard of it. No, you haven't. You haven't heard of that. But he also directed two movies, Angel and Avenging Angels. This is classic cinema art. All about a high school student who poses as a prostitute to to find out who killed her dead mother or something like that. And that movie did what it was supposed to do. Angel, Avenging Angel. Look up... Wonder Woman, nineteen seventy something. Vincent Mc- McDevy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, Robert. Vincent I've O'Neil. seen this. No, you haven't. With Kathy Lee Crosby. This one. Wow, that's hot. No, I've never seen it. Corner's corner. Silver Spotlight Award. Nope, ain't gonna be Gene Hackman or Dick Van Dyke or Mel Brooks or Pepe Le Pew. You know who we lost? William Hurt. Oh, that one hurts. Here's what I want to tell you. I've always gotten confused with William Hurt. You know this. John Hurt, Bill Pullman, and Jeff Daniels. For the life of me, I cannot separate those people. Okay. Well. But we lost William. I mean, now you know yeah, one of them is dead. No one's dead. Uh, this guy was in Kiss of the Spider Woman. Yeah. Uh, broadcast News, The Incredible Hulk. He was an Oscar winner. And I also want to say he did Altered States. Did you heard of that, right? I, I saw it, yeah. Did you, I saw it too. Patty Chayefsky. And it was directed by that flamboyant British director. Um, Mr. Bean. No, not Mr. Bean. What's, oh. I can't think of his name right now. But and man, Rowan Atkinson. No, but no, no, oh. that's also Mr. Bean. Oh. But um, The guy with the big bushy eyebrows. No, you're, again, you're doing every Mr. Bean reference that oh, you possibly okay. can. But I want to say, Kurt, wait, Russell, Russell, 
Not Kurt Russell, another Russell. And he's Russell known, Brand. No, but he's uh, no. You said flamboyant oh, British guy. He just cut me some slack here, please. <laughs> so um, this Russell directed the movie. Such tension on the set. Pat Hesky had his name removed. Did you know that? Oh, and there was Alan a lot Smithy? of. It's a very. Not they use a different one. Mm. They actually use Patty Chevsky's middle name and uh. then an alias. Um, altered states. Also, I read up on this. You know, William Hurt was kind of difficult to work with. Do you know, I heard that. Yeah, he has that reputation. He was one of those <clears throat> actors mm. and intellectualizing, which you and I have talked about before. And quite a few producers and directors didn't want to work with him because of that. He was in Body Heat. I imagine Mark Ruffalo being like that. Yeah. Well. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. There's a part of me that, that seems like he would be a really nice guy, you, and then you get into three conversations and you go, oh, you're kind of an asshole. I can see that. I can see that. Like he's not afraid to be like, well, actually, actually and just I like correcting yes. you and be yes. like, can you be yes. a little more socially conscious? Yeah, I can see that. So that's William Hurt's, uh, that was his reputation. Body Heat, Children of a Lesser God. Let me say one thing. He was married to Marilyn Maitland. Uh, in sh- when they did Children of a Lesser God, mm-hmm. and uh, she won the Oscar. Mm-hmm. Back in the limo, that was her first film, and she won in the Oscar. In the limo? What did you say? No. she Back won- in the limo? Calm down. In Children of a Lesser God, she won the Oscar for Best Actress. Yeah. And then after the awards ceremony, she was with her husband, John Hurt. Right. And John Hurt said... In the limo? In the limo. They're oh. sta- in the limo, okay. after the awards ceremony. Do you really think you're entitled to that, having starred in only one film? Usually it's for a body of work. I'll bet what he said was... (laughs) Because she can't hear. We know. He has to sign it. We got that. We got that. So kind of a dick, you know? That was all printed up. I read all about that stuff, and I can see him do that. Or if he said it, maybe she didn't hear it. (laughs) Maybe he said it to himself. I you really think you deserve that, that shit? We're going to make love tonight? <laughs> what? We're going to make love tonight? Uh, that, That's how she talked. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I'm doing her. Yeah. Oh. What? <laughs> what? What did you say? Anyway, he's dead. Okay. Uh, Candle Corner, celebrity birthdays for the week. Well, what's Marley Mountain say about it? Sharon Stone, we spoke about her earlier, didn't we? Oh, yeah. 64 years old. Wish her a happy birthday. All right, you want to do some top five? And hit it, Vern. It's time to give a listen, you little creeps, to our top five. Top five this week is top five. Yeah, back back then, it wasn't racist movies. All I right. love the phrasing of that. Should we do, it wasn't racist back then? <coughs> back then it wasn't racist? Yeah, back sort then it was. same thing, yeah. right? Yeah, we'll now, you said there's going to be a little bit of an issue about intent. Well, yeah. I mean, to me, it feels like all of this is... Did you put down intolerance? Is that in your list? No, I put down birth of a nation. Oh, that's the one I meant. Because of the same birth of a nation. Was the intent... Okay, we'll get to that. Well, Well, no, I I did not put that down. Um, Oh. I mean, it's in my scoops, but... I can see... Right, and I think that's hovering on the issue of intent. Um, Well... I don't know. I think the intent of that movie is pretty racist. I agree. Yeah. So that's why I didn't put it on mine. Yeah, I didn't put it on Because the intent was yeah. racism. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, what well, do you got? One of the things I did, too, there were, <laughs> there were a couple of movies in here 
that I, I said, this is the last time you could get away with doing this. And my number five is a movie that we reviewed on this podcast. From 2017, Scarlett Johansson starred in Ghost in the Shell. It got criticized. Right. And I think that was the last time that we are going to see, for a long time, someone playing a white person a white person playing a part, playing of, a part of a of any other race right right we should say it was based it was an anime wasn't it like an it was a- based on the anime, anime. Yeah. yeah and the character there was of course asian female right and they uh which by the way for the record i'm gonna go down and say i know it is not popular by today's viewpoint and maybe it's not gonna be popular in 50 60 100 years but i'm to my last dying breath let the people make the movie they want to make. You know make. what? And cover. I'm jumping on what you're saying. That's why they call it acting. Yeah. That's why they call it acting. Go for it. She's an it actor, yeah. an actress. Why this? The so, whole argument that we need to see. I know more Asian people on screen. No, you don't. You don't. You don't need to see that. You might want to see that. Then go watch Asian films. There's a reason why these Hollywood movies wanted Scarlett Johansson for that part. She's the one that brings asses into the seats. Right. They, it's a calculated move, and you're trying to pressure this company into to changing the art that you know that they want to make. Did they give her Asian-like qualities? I can't no, remember. I they so. didn't. Okay. They've done that in other films. But, but also, I mean, even really the studio should back off and just let the director make the art that they want to make. Right? Just if the, if the director really wanted somebody else and the studio pressured them, that's not good either, but not because of a racist issue, but because of, like, you're meddling in somebody else's creative expression. Can I just flash on something. Yeah. Can you imagine if Song of the South, if Uncle Ramus was, was a, a white, white dude in blackface? We should remake oh, Song of the South. God. That's... That's funny. That's really funny. And then... Have a white kid and have a black kid in white face. Yes. Play Johnny. Yes. All right. So that's that's your number. Uh, that's funny. Do you think that if you sang zippity doo dah, I mean, would that. Disney come after you? Because while that is copywritten, it's copywritten by a text that they don't want you to even know they have. That's really interesting. So would they sue you and call attention to the law? Maybe. Which would, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, my number five, Ghost in the Shell. What do you got? What's your number five? Okay, my number five is the jazz singer, but not the original one. We're not talking Al Jolson here. We're talking the one that was made in... 1970-something. Well, in 1980 with was Neil Diamond. Was it 80? Neil Diamond. Oh. And here's what I remember. And I remember being a little bit startled. At the beginning of the movie, he's a Jewish kid. He's in the temple choir. He doesn't like his life. And he's leaves the temple, runs across the street in New York City, and is part of a band of white people all in blackface. Mm -hmm. And he was like paid to be a songwriter to write their music. And there's Neil Diamond in blackface. And it's interesting because this is 1980. And I remember being, whoa, a little bit. Didn't really bother me. I thought it was kind of cool. And they did this great song in blackface. The intent, obviously, was not meant to be racist, but with today's lens, oh yeah, could be regarded that way. My number four, from 1984. Me too. Oh? We both have 84. Comedy? Not intentionally. Oh. Oh, not the same one? Okay. 16 Candles. Really? 
Long Duck Dong. Oh my God, Dong, Long Dong, yeah. Yeah, Long Duck Dong. Yeah. And you know, every time he would speak, there was a gong that would play. It was like <laughs> that's so. But here's the thing: it's fucking I know. funny. I every time. And the he one thing I him. will say, I really, I respect the Asian culture. Here's a stereotype: most of them can take a joke about their stereotypes. Most of them, they don't get bent out of shape. There are definitely some that do, but I feel like there are some. Uh, some groups that get way more bent out of shape about their stereotypes. But Asians typically you don't. You know, I want to say something. Yeah. I don't want to give away my number one, but I will tell you that it was with Mickey Rooney. You know where I am, mm-hmm. right? However, Mickey Rooney has said this again and again. The Breakfast Activities. Yeah. Right. Don't... Fuck you. You just... I was... <laughs> well, I just wanted to... I yeah, mean... Yeah, I, thanks for the clarity. In case listeners wanted to know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, right. He has said repeatedly... That the Asian community would go up to him and laugh right. about. They said you were really funny, yeah. and they'd point to him and laugh, yeah. and they would pat him on the back. You were really funny, they said to him. Wait, they patted him on the back. That's yeah. a white move. They culturally appropriated. <laughs> but there you go. That supports your claim. What is the intent? Humor. Do you, yes. Humor. Yes. To we laugh. Are, to we laugh are, at ourselves. I've said this before. I'm going to repeat it. All humor. Every form of humor has it, someone has to be the victim of that humor, and I challenge I, I challenge you or any listener. You come up with a joke, and I will point out the victim, even if it's a pun. And it's like, well, there's no, you know, you know if you're talking about, I think we talked about this before about two thirty. I think we talked about that. Yes, yeah, the Chinaman going to the dentist. Right, and you brought up the Chinaman going to the dentist. I modified what it. What I was saying yes. was. It's making fun of someone who would confuse the time two thirty. You're right. Two thirty with two thirty. The act of it's who would confuse these two things. I put a racist spin on it. Well, yeah. (laughs) But my point was, if you take a pun, you take anything. There is always a victim at the at the at the center of your humor. Why is it that we can't laugh at race? It's it's making race this one quality. That is above all else. You know, I will say this again. I know I said it four weeks ago with you in this podcast. I need to say it again when I saw Don Rickles live in Las Vegas. You know where I'm going. And sitting at the table next to us was an African-American family. And he made a zinger about blacks. And for some reason, I laughed. That guy next to me at the other table, he was laughing hysterically. We got eye contact. We looked at each other. We held eye contact. And we're both howling at the same joke because it's funny and that's because it's funny because you know at the end of the day don rickles doesn't really think that right he's right. playing a character yeah yeah he's not saying these things to at the, at the head of a clan rally right. he's at a fucking comedy look club how healthy that was i could share a laugh with a sure. black person yes look how healthy and we're losing that shit oh yeah we're losing that shit but i, th- I do think there's already some pushback i think people are trying to reclaim some of this right. and right. we have to understand that racial humor is part of it so is body dysmorphia humor like making fun of fat people right making fun of skinny people making fun of tall people making fun of short people making fun of people it's going to happen. We can't get our feelings hurt over it. And whenever I hear someone say, I have a sense of humor, but yeah. as soon as you say but, right. I'm like, okay, so right. you don't have a sense of right. humor. Right, right. You think you have a sense of humor, but you don't. To me, there is one taboo that I don't really get into, and it's religious humor. You've said that. I don't, I don't find that funny, but I will let 
whoever wa- wants to make those jokes, make those jokes. And I understand that other people do find it funny. That's just not my, I don't find that. You're not a particularly strong religious person, I don't think. I, I have some Are, beliefs. More than I know, probably. But I don't get into it very often. And I, I just kind of feel like it's very private. And it's just, it's very, it's not it's not private in the way that, like, I won't share that with you. But it's just kind of, well, this is my belief. You probably have your own beliefs or not or whatever. Yeah. And I mean, is it really my job to try to convince you of that? I'm not. I'm not convinced that it is. You know, and unless somebody wants to engage in that conversation. But if we're if we're making jokes about Jesus or Allah or anything, people get way too bent out of shape about that stuff. I, I mean, they're shooting up French magazine uh, offices because they draw cartoons of Allah. Right. Right. That's crazy. I know. I know that's right. What are mm-hmm. you saying? That that's yeah. okay to go murder a human being over yeah. this? Yeah. Over a fucking joke? Yeah. Chill. I mean, it's a it's a joke. But you, even you religious take it as humor, you're not offended. You just don't participate. Right. I I I'm, I don't think I've ever been offended by humor. It's just to me, I just kind of feel like eh, that just doesn't really. I don't like it. Laughing so hard, this religious joke with my Jesus nailed to the cross with the other thieves around him. There he is, spread out, kneeled. Jesus, go, hey, pss, pss, I can see your house from here. <laughs> <laughs> so I was laughing at the religious joke. I guess you didn't find that funny, but uh, you weren't offended by it. No, no, offended by it. I, just, I don't know why it always cracked me up. I can see your house from here. Okay, never mind. Okay. Anyway, um, that was my number yeah, four. What's your number I love four? It. My number four is a movie we spoke about probably a year, year and a half ago. Same year as yours, the one that you mentioned. By the way, A, are we going to overlap? Maybe. No, 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 I don't think so. Um, do you have any animation? No. Oh, okay. Oh, it, I know what yours is. Yeah, you do know. Yeah. Indiana Jones and the Temple, Temple of, of Doom. Doom. Yeah, okay. What? what? Yeah. I, I have a feeling. That's on my scooter. Oh, yeah. what a mess. Yeah. No, there's so many levels here I want yeah. to go. But first of all, is it racist? I've got, well, I can't get over this with Kate Capshaw. And it's anti-women. It's yeah. an anti-woman movie. She's like a dingbat with that shrill voice and doing, hey, ah, ah, ah. Let me tell you something. The smartest thing that Steven Spielberg ever did was hire women. That's great. Yeah, except for his wife. Except yeah, to, for d- Kate Capshaw. I know. In their true form. What a mess. And then the Indian culture, mm-hmm. the way it's depicted with the their goofy thugs, they're they're mean spirited, horrible thugs, but they're also eating eyeballs and monkey brains. And people have said Indians don't do that. Indians don't do oh, they that. don't? No. Oh. Well, the articles that I was reading on that. So it is it's a movie that back then wasn't a racist movie but but with today's lens absolutely but even more than that it's an anti-female movie yeah. she's the most annoying oh it's just so she's dated. awful that movie. it's just that whole opening of the supper club with the gun you remember all that yeah. it's just the, the camera with hey it's just stop it my number three is a movie i don't think we've talked about okay do you know, first of all, do you know who Gavin McInnes is? No. Gavin McInnes uh, was the founder of uh, of Proud Boys. Do you know you know Proud Boys? I are, do. Right. I do. And he has been you know kicked out of a lot of different platforms and things like that because he has said things that have been very provocative. Um, he, 
I think would agree with most of what we're saying in this room. Despite what people, Proud Boys is a right wing um, organization. People claim that it's a racist organization, but it isn't. It's it is a chauvinist organization, um, and they an openly chauvinist organization. And there's a lot of uh, you know there's a lot of black people that are are Proud Boys, but I think the media tends to paint that as a uh, uh, left leaning. Um, I'm sorry, right leaning right wing group. Anti, uh, you know, uh, white supremacist is what I'm trying to say. Yes. Gavin McInnes directed a movie. He acted, he wrote, directed, and acted in this movie. And the movie, let me tell you the premise. The movie is about a stand-up comedian who has seen the movie My Life, where Michael Keaton is dying. And he finds out. The comedian finds out that he has cancer and he's going to die. So he decides that, you know, his his wife is pregnant. So he's going to do the same thing and start recording these videos for his unborn son. But the character is a total asshole and he's just a complete dick. And so he hires this kid to record him and he kind of takes him around New York and is explaining things to him and he doesn't have much time left. And so the kid just has to you know, go with him on all these kind of little mini adventures that he has that are incredibly racist. Like he bursts into these drug dealers house and, uh, you know, gets in a fight with them and all these like crazy antics that happen. And there's a lot of like very openly racist stuff that's happening. Um, it turns out by the end of the movie, they, we find out that he doesn't even have cancer. Ah. Uh, he, he was like, well, I could have cancer. I mean, we're, we're all kind of dying and it's just a total asshole. Funny idea. Um, but it's called How to Be a Man, and it's from 2013. And I think it was the last time I remember seeing a white person in a movie say the word nigger just very blatantly and obviously. Um, I don't th- Since 2013, I don't think I've seen anyone say that word. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? I don't think I've seen anybody say it without, without it being like... Um, right, I know. Without it being... Part of the culture of an all-black film, right? Right. Well, if it's like a white it. supremacist movie right. of like you know the KKK in in the South, okay, well we, we got to hear yes, a, a few in bombs be dropped right, there. Right. But anyway, wow, how to be a man? It's a funny idea for a parody because I don't know how much you liked my life. Yeah, it's great with Michael Keaton. Yeah, yeah, nice. You know what's interesting? On my list, I actually have two Disney movies, huh. and by not including Selling of the South, there's three. So, wow, look at this. This is going to surprise you. It's not the one you were thinking of, the Disney movie. It will not come Dumbo? Up. No, it's not. It is Dumbo. How'd you do that? Mm-hmm. Number one. By the way, the year of Dumbo is 1947. One. One. 41. Yes. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. All the circus laborers are black. But more than that, it was the crows. Yeah. I got to tell you that this this is a little, it makes me uncomfortable to think about this. And it's like a black minstrel yeah. crows. And are you ready for this? The head crow, the leader of the crows was named Jim Crow. <laughs> <laughs> now, to be fair, they've removed that passage. Isn't that interesting? Uh, and its current release. They took that out. With the minstrel crows and Jim Crow, but that's how it was originally. That's again, pussies. <coughs> I mean, 
I, I can even understand saying like there's an adult section uh, or like, you know, we're going to put this on a different streaming service because we don't want kids to see. I can understand yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, I, yeah. Can, I can get behind that and say, uh, you know, or we, you know, this is locked and parents can unlock it for their children if they yeah. want or whatever. Like but there maybe are a few movies here that are uh, they're not going to pop up because we don't maybe want kids to see us. But why are you why are you doing this? Right. Right. Why are you trying to pretend that it didn't exist? Right. My number two, 1986. White man needs to get into Harvard University, but he can't do it on his own. So he pretends to be black. Spends the whole movie in blackface. Yeah. Um, a two-word title, I bet. Soul Man. Yeah. What was that racist by today's standards? I don't think it was racist then. No, I mean, agreed. But what because about with today's lens, by that time, it, there was definitely racial humor going on. Right, right. But could you imagine the movie being made no, today? That's a good I point. mean, that's a good point. Yeah. See, Thomas Howell is in blackface for I mean the most most of the movie. It's like remember I talked about black like me. That was a serious yeah. true story about the journalist who goes undercover right with a black face. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Okay. My number two is the other Disney movie, mm -hmm. not Song of the South. I've talked about this movie before because it was among my top five for kissing scenes with the two dogs. Lady and the Tramp. Yeah. The Siamese Cats. Mm -hmm. Do you remember this? Yeah. I remember the Aristocats, too, when they were like playing the chopsticks the cats oh were that's like, yeah. right that's right that's right by the way lady and the tramp the animation the cartoon was 1956 five oh. very good very good I, but all of those seem like they came out in 1956 it feels that way doesn't yeah. it uh the two siamese and remember the song uh, we are siamese cats if yeah. you please yeah. we are siamese cats and the way it was sung in a nasal and peggy lee came out with a single mem interpreting it as if it was an Asian singing it. Uh, also, they in the animation, their names were very Asian. The teeth and the eyes and the voice, and they had the gong. They had the gong. So there you go. And it was not meant to be racist, but with today's lens, I can see how it could be regarded that way. I have no problem with it. Because <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. yeah. It's silly. My number one, 1994. You might think I, I'm going to say Forrest Gump, which does have a lot of racial stuff in there. If you go back and watch it, you go, Ooh, maybe not. But you know what else came out in 1994? Wait, wait, have I seen it? Oh, yeah. Have we talked about it? Oh, yeah. Was it our primary movie no. in any show? But we talked about it. Give me a hint, please. Quentin Tarantino. <coughs> oh, Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Now, Tarantino has come under fire for a lot of movies. Yeah. I mean, pretty much all of his movies. Um, a lot of N-bombs being dropped in almost all these movies. Even, uh, you know, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, people have criticized as uh, two white men in the 1960s kind of wishing things would go back to the way they were back in, you know, in a previous time. People have, have criticized that as being a, you know, a racial text. And <coughs> they're kind of like, well, this, this is racist. But to me, I don't think it's, I don't think at the time it was, meant to be racist but you have a lot of people dropping n-bombs in that movie um uh, I, I don't know how many times it was said but i remember even seeing in the theater going whoa this is pretty egregious yeah and 
it was a little abrupt at the time even and it one of the things i liked about it is it wasn't done with malice it seemed to just be part accurate, of their culture accurate. yeah it was just kind of like uh, that's what we call each other yeah. so i don't know I, I i think by today's lens that that movie would have some real hard looks given its way i wonder if that'll be shown on hbo max and an african-american woman will talk to the audience and discuss the uh, I, I think pretty soon that's where we're heading for all movies yeah all movies well, here's right, the disclaimer right. all right great your number one? I already gave it away. Actually, you gave it away. Oh? Yeah, you gave it away. Um, and when I was talking about Mickey Rooney, of course. But I'm refer- first I want to say, what the hell were they thinking? <laughs> With this, Mickey now, Rooney and Breakfast I had a hard, And I saw it for like 10 years ago oh. for the first time. And it did make me... Ooh. Breakfast at Tiffany's, Blake Edwards, of course, the year being 1968. Eight? One. Ooh, one. That early? Yes. Yep. Oh. And look at this cast with Audrey, uh, Audrey Hepburn, Hepburn with uh, Holly Lightly. It's not a good movie. It's not a good movie. It's not a good movie. But look at all the people behind it with Blake Edwards and Audrey Hepburn and George Pappard. And, and she was like a society girl prostitute, you know, and she, um, Henry Mancini, the music, Moon River. Look at all these elements coming together for not a good movie. And they decided to put Mickey Rooney in there playing the part of an Asian with the buck teeth, the thick, thick glasses and talking very, very stereotypically um, Asian. It's not a good movie, but what the hell were they thinking? I saw it for the first time 10 years ago, and it did make me pause. I'm telling you what. I think Blake Edwards might win the award for most cherished director who was utter shit at directing. Well, I know how you feel about the Pink Panther movies. Yes. You've made that clear. And didn't he do The Party as well? Yeah, I think he directed which that Which is also. also really racist. Wasn't he like supposed to be in an Indian in that movie yes. or something? Peter, that, Peter Sellers? Yeah, Peter yes. Sellers. I think he was an Indian in that What's movie. What's a really good Blake Edwards movie? I'm gonna, I don't think I'm you gonna look into this. I'm gonna have do it I'm, right I'm now. Pull I'm it up. really curious about Blake Edwards' directions. What's a movie of his that's really good? There was Victor Victoria with his wife who was I in never that. saw that. I, I can't did. Speak to that. I did. but there's we're leaving out Peter Gunn. Go I never ahead. saw that. I mean, Pink Panther. Yeah, so I mean Oh, that's all of his writing stuff. So no, it's a bunch of the, you know, like uh, a lot of these movies that he wrote the characters for the Pink Panther. Right. But as far the as. The Couch. No, is it? Uh, so this is all stuff that he wrote. Let me pull up. Yeah, I want to see what he directed if there were a couple gems. Okay, so I'm going to. Yeah, so he directed the TV movie Peter Gunn. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Victor Victoria, mm-hmm. Son of Pink Panther, mm-hmm. Switch. Mm-hmm. Sunset, Blind Date with uh, I remember Bruce Willis. Yeah, I saw that. That's Life, A Fine Mess, Mickey and Maude, Man Who Loved Woman, Curse the Pink Panther, Pink Panther, Pink Panther, Pink Panther. SOB, yeah. 10. That movie was not very oh, good either. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's overrated, I'm it telling you. It is overrated. It's not as funny as, as people made it out to be. Agreed. Yeah, I'm going back here tonight. We like that one scene party, of her walking out of the beach. Gun. Gun. What did you do in the war, Daddy? Yeah, I remember that movie. The Great Race. I like The Great Race a lot. I did. Good music, Henry Mancini. I'm your, telling your you point, what. Your point is well made. 
that he's this is a director whose notoriety and reputation is perhaps greater than his body of work perhaps i'm being gentle yeah i mean i'm going way back here there's nothing good yeah yeah anyway breakfast at tiffany's that's my number one mickey rooney but again Mickey has said, by the way, Mickey Rooney apologized. He said, if I knew it was going to create this controversy, I wouldn't have done it. Pussy. And, but then he said, however, I've got to tell you, the Asian community, when they see me, they come up, they laugh, they pat me on the back. They go, you're very funny in that movie. They get the joke. Are you sure they didn't go, oh, you're so <laughs> funny. Now, let me ask you a question. Yeah. You, before you sign off on The Great Race being a good movie. Yeah. When's the last time you've seen oh, it? Oh, that'd be interesting. 20 years ago. I can do the whole medley. Yeah, but I, please I, don't. Not, not, not my point. There's a tree in the forest. Me and my big fat mouth. A tree that will bring you aside. My question Come along with me is not, is the, the music good? My question yeah. is, is you know it a good it is, movie? I really like Jack Lemmon a lot. Right. And he played two parts in there. And my brother and I would crack up and recite certain lines of dialogue. So I have a thing for Jack Lemmon. And, um, and Natalie Wood was in it, and it was uh, a race going from one city to the next. Sounds to pretty great. Cars. You're being sarcastic. Wow, it's a but, great race. Oh, that sounds great, but not as great as The Great Escape. Oh, that escape was great. <laughs> hey, scoops. Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom, Dumbo, Spaceballs. There's a lot of racial you humor know, in that. You know, you're right. Yeah. Uh, Birth of a Nation. I'm going to say another movie. Star Wars, the original one. By original, you mean episode four. Right. The original 1977, six, six, seven, seven, yeah. whatever. I think, here's the thing. I think by today's standards, you would have thrown in an obligatory black person, which is uh, customary to do in the current Star Wars movies. They got to have a minority in there. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think by today's standards, Darth Vader would have been a big, tall person in all black, voiced by a black actor. That's interesting. So, that's interesting. I don't know. Just a little something I noticed. I was like, I don't know. I feel like there's some yeah, Star Wars stuff that's going that's on that back then they wouldn't have considered racist. But by today's standards, I could see people definitely saying, oh, it's really racist. So anyway, what do you got? I have some interesting ones. I couldn't wait to share this and ask you your opinion on a movie we both liked, Falling Down. Oh, yeah. You know, Michael Douglas. <laughs> I need to see that movie again. He really it's like one gets- of the only good things Joel Schumacher has done either. Yeah, agreed. But with the Latinos and the, the blacks, yeah. and it's it's pretty anti-minority, that movie. Yeah. It is. Um, um, Adventures in Babysitting. Do you remember that movie? And she... Of course. It, I love the film. I love the film. And they go into the city, yeah. into the city, and they're very, very white, and there they are with all the minorities. It's It's... Kind of racist. I, I appreciate that. Well, anytime, I mean, Animal House or Weird Science, oh, whenever you go right. into the, the yeah, restaurant the, and the record yeah. scratches and right. the music stops right. and everybody turns and stares, that's, yeah. you know, you've got something going on. Here's something you'll appreciate because you mentioned this one, Scarface, the remake. Yeah. His character, and I told you I liked it, but when you said, and I agree now, his accent was an exaggeration yeah. over the top. Yeah. And however, you know what's I read up on this. The Latino community embraces that film. <laughs> they love the movie, even though it's a cartoon of them. Is what? it the same Asian people, but just posing as <laughs> Latinos? Uh, um, 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 
also the movie Holiday Inn. We spoke about that many months ago where they there are two leads to blackface song in their movie, too. Okay. All right. If All right. people have movies what? that are racist back then. Right back then, it wasn't racist. If you dare send them our way, please send them over. How, how can you do that? Well, probably through smoke signals. I mean, that's what they use. Ah, Kimasabi. See, I was being racist. I knew, I knew, you, I knew hey, Kimasabi was going to come yeah. up. White man speak with forked tongue. <laughs> that's just a Jew. Uh, they can send them to our email. Which is? <laughs> Racist at antiwavepodcast.com. And or. And or. or. Ira the racist anyway podcast.com. <laughs> or you can reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram. Our handle there is that antiwave pod. You know what, Robert? Mm. We're all over the place. Just like the glossy depictions of Chateau slavery, we are all over the place. <laughs> write us reviews. Rate us. Write reviews. We're on Google Podcast Music. We're on iHeartRadio. Uh, we're on Spotify. Uh, go to our website. Yeah, throw, throw us a few bucks over at Patreon. Help keep the sprocket holes moving. Woo! Ira, yeah. next week. What are we doing? Mm-hmm. We're going to do something. It's a movie I boycotted. <laughs> I have boycotted because I don't like her. This is the worst boycott in history well, because yeah, I you're the one that suggested months. the movie. I know, I know. But I boycotted for many, many weeks, didn't I? Yeah. I cannot forgive Miss Champion. Is yeah. that her name? For that movie about the piano. So the we're going to watch the piano. No, no, not or not the pianist. People get the piano and the pianist. Oh, the pianist is good. I know, yeah. I know. But this is the piano, which I thought was two hours of psychobabble, and I can't forgive her for that. However, we're going to watch another two hours of psychobabble. <laughs> You're right. Three. Uh, the power of the dog. We need to see that, and it is up for best film. And we yes. are taking bets. Do you think Ira will watch it in one sitting? Two sittings or five sittings. There's an assumption <laughs> that you're going to I'm going to watch it. Period. <laughs> so your that your your statement is invalid. Yeah, you're assuming I'm going to watch it at all. Yeah. Maybe maybe we should do is uh, we should place an over under. Will Ira watch more than 34 minutes of The Power of the Dog? Yeah, I vote no. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it depends no. on how long does it take for him to scrub <gasps> through the movie with a remote control. If it takes no. longer than uh, 32 minutes, then the answer is no, he will I not. I will watch it. You know why? Why? Because I owe it to you and all of our listeners. Right, I'll be I'll be questioning you. You're I'm going to be testing I'm going to spot check you. you. Say, and you can trick me and say, Ira, what about that scene near the end? Mm-hmm. When, and I'll go, yeah, I really like that scene. Ah, psych. That wasn't even in the movie. <laughs> Let me ask you this. How do you spell that word that you just said, psych? psych well, it's a, a P-S-Y-C-H. I love you, Ira. That's how you should spell this word. But you know how everyone spells the word? How? S-I-K-E. No. Yes. That's wrong. That's how people spell it. And it is driving me fucking bonkers. They don't understand the root of the word. It's a psych out. It's a psychological twist. So it's, yeah, P-S-Y-C-H. S-I-K-E means nothing. Yeah. Wow. The ignorance of people. Like, psycho, you know, I got you because you're crazy. Like. Yeah, I spelled it right. Yeah. How about that? I love it. Yeah. People it bothers stupid. me when people spell S-I-K. Yeah, I can see that. I, I know it bothers me when, when they used to put people inside um, hollow metal shells no, and animals. No, that stuff was fun. 
No, but here's the I don't mind if they do it playfully. Like if somebody knows, okay, it's spelled P S Y C H. Right. Right. But if they're if they are genuinely and trying to spell S I K E, I know sloppy. Yeah. So, so we talked about this. I hate it when people when they text they write the letter U the letter U yeah. instead of Y. Like they're Prince, 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 Prince. You know Prince. Pr- you mean like the singer Prince? Yeah. Well, what about him? Like nothing compares to, to you. Y- that's not you, is it really? Oh yeah. No, are you being serious? Oh, Ira, yeah. Is it really not Y O U? Oh, I Prince never wrote. The, no. the word Y-O-U. It's, so lo- it's lazy. It's ignorant. It's adding to the downfall of human civilization. So just so you know, I, I, there's the title. I hate that. I think that's lazy and ignorant. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing compares. What to is it? You. Yeah. To number two and letter U. Mm. Yeah. That's Trent's. Oh, it actually, the two, number two. That's I, and that's for all of his songs. Really? Yeah. That's how yeah. he did everything. Yeah. Well, too bad he's dead. Hmm. Wait, are you condemning him to death because mm-hmm. he's a... Mm-hmm. I am the judge. <laughs> I am the ruler. I am the executioner. Wait, wait, Get wait. wait inside that hollow metal animal and I will light a bonfire. <laughs> you're the executioner? You killed Prince? <laughs> it was all my doing. Wow. Mm-hmm. Torturous. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, talk about 1999. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Party. Go party. Let's give producer Joey a round of applause. <laughs> Although she might take her name off this episode. <laughs> all right. What do you want to do now? Wait, that's my line. Oh, okay. Can I hang out with you? Yeah. I can? Hey, let's watch Song of the South. Again? Yeah. I'd like to see a different version, though, with a white actor in blackface playing the part of Uncle Ray. Let's go shoot it. So until next time, keep watching movies. I'll help you sort them out. Ira. All I have to do is just rape her. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Ah, That's my boy.